I get asked all the time, should I buy a condo, a townhome, or should I buy a house? Well, as with everything in housing, there is no one-size-fits-all, no black or white, no correct answer for everyone. But I can absolutely and definitively tell you this. There is and there are many misconceptions and myths that condos are not good investments or good stepping stones when it comes to your path to home ownership and setting yourself up financially for the long term. And recent numbers have come out at the end of 2022 that prove that this is going to be even more different and myth-busting in 2023. Let's discuss. What is up my how to buy a homies how we doing gang i am here it's your man david sedoni the unicorn wrangler the champion for you the first time home buyer and i've decided since it's the new year uh you know new year's resolutions that's what we do right so i'm gonna keep the same one i did last year i'm gonna keep kicking ass for you making sure that you know everything you need to know about buying your home dropping truth bombs and helping crush the confusion so you can finally dump your rent the right way. Today, we're going to hit on a topic that I have been dealing with for 17 years, condos and townhomes versus houses. So here's the topics we're going to go over today. Uh, number one, what's the difference between a condo and a townhome and a single family home? Also, what are the pros and the cons? The next topic, we're going to dispel some of the myths some of the common things that are usually thought of as cons in the pros and cons when it comes to a condo. <laughs> That's a lot of con there. Uh, and then finally, the last topic, uh, I'm going to give you some very interesting numbers on condos that could really change your plans for 2023. Whether you're buying, uh, looking at a condo or a townhome or looking at a home, or you're looking at one or the other and haven't thought about the other one, this information could actually change your mind because 2023, surprise, surprise, the housing market's getting turned upside down and something's happening we've never seen before. All right, so let's start with the what, what, what is the deal? Well, the most significant difference between a condo or a townhome and a house or a single family home is that a condo or a townhome is an individual residential unit within a multi-unit building. Houses, as you know, on the other hand, are usually standalone structures separated from the neighboring residences by private property. And most of the time, houses are going to have some land that goes with it. Maybe not so much with condos and townhomes. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hey, Cool, old dude. Way to start things off. But you keep saying condo and townhome. What the hell is the difference between a condo and a townhome? Okay, this is where it can get really confusing. So legally where I live, uh, there ain't no such thing as a townhome. Everything's a condo. But uh, some communities try to make themselves stand out by referring to themselves as townhomes. They wanted to make themselves seem super fancy. We're a townhome community. So I have a lot of buyers that over the years have told me that they think that a condo is a property with someone above or below you, you know, like your standard apartment, whereas a townhome is having people on either side of you and maybe stairs within that unit to have its own upstairs, downstairs, self-contained. Uh, that is not true. Uh, that is not a difference. That may be a difference by interior designers and realtors in your area that they like to call something fancy that way. But again, technically, 
uh, it's not true in my area. You should check with your unicorns to figure out what the difference between uh, a townhome and a condo is because they're all condos. Uh, it can be a townhome, but it's still a condo. It's kind of like, you know, am I adorably handsome or am I charmingly witty? Well, I'm both. All right, let's get into the pros and cons. Now, this information is uh, coming directly from my 17 years of experience working with buyers uh, here, and then recently over the last four or five years working with listeners and home buyers all over the country, as well as some research from the internet, uh, including some interesting tidbits I got on condos and versus houses. Uh, for all you Gen Z people, it comes from a website called moneyunder30.com. All right, here's the basics, pros and cons. Uh, with a condo or a townhome, usually you don't own the land, but the HOA is going to cover the roof, the foundation, the exterior, and usually all of the grounds. That is not your responsibility, um, though you might have some domain over a little bit of personal uh, outdoor space if you have like a tiny yard or a balcony or something like that. So most of the big things, the roof, foundation, the exterior, that's all covered by the HOA. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop, there it is. That's the alarm I set off by saying today's first buzzword, the HOA. Straight up, I got to tell you, if you hate HOAs, then uh, please listen to this podcast. And if you still hate them, that's fine. Um, but I am going to tell you, uh, if you want to get an entry-level home, you might have to figure out a way to just deal with HOAs. Um, hey, look, you figured out how to li live with a landlord for a long time. Maybe you could figure out how to you know, live with an HOA because I got news for you. Uh, even single-family homes in America, the newer communities are using HOAs. 53% of all single-family homes, not condos and townhomes, 53% of those have an HOA attached to them. So basically, this time, HOAs are a necessary evil. Now, I know that all the homies out there, you longtime listeners, you know that the goal here on the podcast is to help you build wealth by owning as soon as possible, as soon as you can, so you can stop renting in your 20s or 30s. And the math is there in all the other episodes. And of course, with that math, we do figure out that at some points, uh, there's some compromise that you need to do, things you need to deal with in order to stop renting earlier. For instance, you might have to deal with PMI, but that's so that you can get a lower down payment. Uh, you might have to buy a home that maybe isn't your forever home, but that's so that you can buy a home that you can afford, which is a starter home. And in some areas, your best option may be a condo or a townhome, and that will have an HOA. But you will learn to accept that and deal with it so that you can start building your wealth early and stop building your landlord's wealth. So let me tell you what's going on with HOAs. And basically, I want to help you out so it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. The biggest thing I do uh, when talking about HOAs is to understand that it is not just a restrictive body that stifles your DIY creativity and doesn't let you do anything, you know, your own vibe to the home. As I said, they're a necessary evil, and they do exist in 53% of all single-family homes as well. So here's what they do. The dues that you pay monthly for an HOA it means that you will not have a high homeowner's insurance. So you can deduct that big portion of your monthly PITI bill when you're calculating uh, a condo versus a home. They also keep your neighborhood clean and tidy. They offer you a uh, maintenance-adverse lifestyle <laughs> if you don't like to do yard work. Um, they cover your biggest potential expenses in your roof and your foundation. And sometimes they're even going to offer some nice bougie 
cool little common areas like clubhouses and pools and spas and gyms and green belts and playgrounds and gardens. Okay, so now let's talk about some more pros for owning a condo versus a house. The nature of condominium communities creates a regular opportunity to socialize, or I should say it creates regular opportunities to socialize if you're picking up your mail or hanging out in the common pool or spa or clubhouse area. Um, and these type of uh, community hangouts, it's, it's not quite as easy uh, when you're living in a single family residence. Um, my wife and I, uh, we lived in a townhome for a little while. I said townhome. That's what we called it. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> but I knew it was a condo. Um, yeah, we lived when we were first married and starting out, and uh, it was great. We had neighbors. Um, you know, there was a, an alley where everybody drove in to park their cars, and um, we'd barbecue on the balcony and talk across the alley, and our kids would play down in the alley, um, and it was a great way to socialize. So, um, you know, some complexes also will actually have community social events uh, because they do have a community pool or a clubhouse or something like that. So the con to that. People. Yep. <laughs> you don't like people? I guess that's a con. I don't know you. I don't judge you. But yeah, um, you do live a little close together. People are going to be closer to you. Um, if it helps, uh, I do know a lot of condo people that pull into their garage and shut it behind them. It's like a secret hidden superhero fortress, and they never, ever talk to anybody, even though they live with attached walls to those people. You can live an entirely secret life inside your condo. Nobody has to know. One of the other pros for owning a condo is that it also does provide uh, some safety in numbers. Um, I've had a lot of buyers that were really interested in this fact, familiarity with fellow residents and being so close to them and them knowing uh, it's very helpful and everyone looks out for each other. Cons on that safety one, um, I don't really see one, except, of course, if you're one of those people, uh, you will live by people. Pros, um, condos and townhomes are more affordable, often even with the HOA added to your PITI. Because remember, your PITI is principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, but that last I, insurance, gets dropped either completely off or dropped way down uh, because your HOA dues are going to cover that. Um, also, you can probably make the purchase sooner since you don't have to save up for the more expensive single-family home, which means you're going to stop renting sooner. Um, and currently, right now, end of 2022, beginning of 2023, with the low inventory, depending on your area, you might actually have more choices with a low inventory. Condos, they overall, they're a relatively small slice of the United States housing market and Canada as well. But in certain areas, you know, those densely populated, high-cost cities and maybe even some vacation destinations, condos actually make up a larger portion of all the inventory out there. And you're probably going to see more condos for sale than homes. Now, the con on the ability and availability of condos is that usually condos appreciate slower because of that. Uh, hang on to hear how that is changing and has changed at the end of 2022 and 2023 uh, or at the beginning of 2023. And uh, this is turning all the normal equations upside down. That information's uh, coming up after I get through all the pros and cons. Uh, pro to owning a condo or a townhome, uh, landscaping, yard work, snow plowing, exterior painting, foundation and roof repairs. Not happening. Nope. Nothing to do with those. Yeah, if that happens in one of those, uh, that sounds like a you problem, HOA. Yeah, I paid my dues, so uh, can you plow the driveways or clear the fallen branches that came from a storm? Um, you guys deal with that, HOA. 
And of course, you know, taking everything into consideration, your utility bills are usually higher when you're paying for a single family home. Uh, and in some condos, your HOA will actually cover some of your utilities for you. And if they don't, then they're definitely going to be smaller. Now, the con with all of that, uh, you know, the cons, uh, you sacrifice a low maintenance place for a lower priced home and a lack of land. Um, that's pretty much how it works. Now, another con of this low-maintenance HOA lifestyle is that a lot of people think that they, you know, get bummed out because they can't do anything to the exterior of their home. I understand that, but once again, I want to remind you, 53% of single-family homes are in an HOA, and if your house that you buy doesn't have an HOA, but you decide to paint it purple and put neon lights all over the outside, you might be violating some city ordinances and your neighbors could complain and you could get in trouble anyway. The con that... You know, I can't do what I want to my house. If you own a house, in my opinion, it's it's quite a bit overblown because most of the time you can go nuts and you can get creative on the inside of your home to your heart's delight. Trust me, I've been showing homes to buyers and walked into a condo and on the outside, it looked like all the rest. And you go inside and boom, inside was like crazy goth vampire, whatever they felt like. Uh, you can be cookie cutter on the outside and do what you want on the inside as long as you're not crazy changing uh, the structural integrity of the place. Yeah, feel free to get freaky deaky past that front door. That's on you. Next pro, uh, condos take up less space than traditional houses. So they tend to be located in more urban areas, which, you know, not only might be more practical for you if you have a non-remote job and you have to go into an office that's in the city, uh, a lot of times condo and townhome complexes are a lot closer, sometimes even walkable, to the cool, hip, happening parts of town. They tend to cluster those around those. And, you know, a lot of times all the hipsters like to live in the cool area. So a lot of urban planning experts predict that uh, most people are going to be migrating, you know, to some form of an urban potential, more communal environment in the future. Uh, and so because of that, when you're looking at condos, realize these are going to be hot properties, whether you want to buy it and sell it later or buy it, keep it and rent it, which is something that is a big part of your overall strategy. You should be considering the fact of owning a condo and maybe thinking of renting that and having that be a source of income for the rest of your life. Okay, so it's really cool to live close to the city, but what's the big con to that? Uh, I'm going to give you the big one, parking. Do your due diligence on this. I know condos that if they have an extra parking spot, um, they'll actually sell and resell and resell for $10,000, $50,000 more than the other condos in the complex because they have that coveted parking spot. So awesome to live near the city, but you know if you're anyone who's ever lived in the city what parking can be like. So make sure you check that out. Another pro, you can live a wonderful minimalist life. Now, the con to that is that you have a bunch of crap, you pack rat. So unless you've got an extra room in that condo or townhome or your building has storage, uh, you're going to have to pay for a storage unit. But, you know, likely a lot of you are living apartment life already and uh, pretty much everything you have is going to fit into the condo. Um, I had one listener that went from a small apartment to a just a little bit bigger condo, but they were so excited because they had an extra room and they just called it their storage room. Uh, it's so funny. They didn't even care about buying a, a home and being a homeowner. They were more excited about being a storage space owner in their own space. Awesome. 
pros. You have a common area in a condo or a townhome that you and your pets and your friends can hang out in. Cons. Uh, when it comes to pets, some of them might have pet restrictions. Now, as it comes to your friends, uh, I don't think they can legally restrict who you invite over and your friends, but they can definitely ding you if you're going to be hanging out on the balcony, smoking cigarettes and being loud at two o'clock in the morning. All right. So with all of that, you should be able to make the best decision for you on a condo or a townhome or a house. Now, let me throw some new data into the mix. This is going to go above and beyond all the normal comparison stuff. I have in a previous episode discussed buying a condo, uh, even though traditionally they do appreciate for less. And I even discussed the data and math behind buying a condo in a declining market. Yet in that eight year run, it still would have been the right financial move. One, even though it was a condo who would appreciate less and two, even in a depreciating market. Now, this story was very near and dear to me because it's my own sad, pathetic tale. Episode 98, you can listen to what would have happened if I had a time machine. I could have gone back and told 21-year-old myself to buy a condo instead of renting and wasting over $100,000 in rent in my 20s. Yes, it's episode 98 where I embrace my inner dumbass and I seek to thwart your dumbassness in the future. Well, the end of 2022 and starting here in 2023, again, real estate has done something it's never done before. Now, prices are correcting at the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023 from the insane highs that peaked in the spring and the summer of 2022. But the numbers are now in. The condos on the price end of things are holding up better than single family homes. Compared to the peak in the spring and summer of 2022, Nationally, condo prices have contracted and gone back at 4.4%. However, single-family homes have actually seen a price contraction of 8.6%, almost double the amount of loss in a single-family home. Not the way it usually goes. After the interest rates jumped to like 7%, house prices decreased in 88 of 100 of the largest U.S. cities. Condo prices, on the other hand, they only decreased in 65 of the same 100 largest cities. Now, in the areas where prices didn't drop, but in some of the areas of those 100 cities where prices went up, only 10 of those 100 saw home prices go up. But 33 metro areas out of those 100 saw condos appreciate and continue to appreciate in value. Now, I have stacks and stacks of data on this for each specific city, but I'm not going to bore you with the details. I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to go deep. There's even a chart for you real estate nerds. It's filled with all kinds of nuggets like this one. Uh, prices rose in 2022 and condo prices rose to records, including Oklahoma City at 79% increase in the value of their condos. And the highest home price increase that we saw for the entire year was only 11%. And that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma kicking butt in 2022. But yeah, the highest home percentage, if you take the whole year into it, was 11%. The highest condo was 79%. Oh, and this one last little nugget. Uh, currently at the end of 2022, when I'm recording this podcast right now, homes 
stay on the market for an average of 15 days longer than they did last year. The average condo only stays on the market for nine days longer than they did last year. So right now, condos are more appealing and selling more faster and higher than homes. Okay, what the hell? That's not the way things usually go. Why is this happening? Well, let's talk about two things. Why is this happening and what does it mean for you? Okay, first, we'll do the why. Post-pandemic, the demand for space drove housing prices for a single-family home to historic highs. Now, that's a lot of times people were moving in, sticking their whole family together, or it was just people hunkering down and making their bunker because they were freaking out because we had a global pandemic. Totally understandable. Then, as that happened, the Fed went crazy and tried to drop the Fed rate, and then interest rates dropped super low, and then everybody came out from hiding with a mask on and decided to put in bidding wars, and suddenly there were 20, 30, 40 people trying to buy houses all over the place, and that was 2020, 21, and the beginning of 2022. They were trying to get those homes with the big backyards, which means those prices shot up. So that means when interest rates went up at the end of 2022, suddenly the only thing that was affordable to a lot of people were con. So people started buying condos, even though they had the high mortgage interest rate at the end of 2022, because they still wanted to get in. So condo prices shot up. Yeah, the numbers show that the buyers didn't give up on their home ownership dream. They simply shifted them into condos as the market conditions got harsher. Now, sure, a backyard is bitching, but hey, this was what they could afford because of the rising mortgage interest rates and the single family homes that had shot up in pricing in the summer of 2022, condos became the next best thing. So now at the end of 2022 and into 2023, the overpriced homes, they're a result of people freaking out and buying them because of FOMO or just plain old fear. And now they're starting to dip a little bit. But in some cases, it's too little too late because people have had time to compare the entry level condo versus a home. Okay, so what does all of this mean for you? That's why. What about the what? All right. On the one hand, the condos are holding their value. So the myth that they don't appreciate enough and that they're not good investments, that's been debunked. Not to mention anybody buying to flip in a year or two right now, in my opinion, is playing more of a gamble than a strategic housing plan. Uh, things have to correct. Things have already started to correct. Um, we don't know how long this correction is going to go. So you should be buying for more of the five or seven year hold. And hey, a lot of people have, you know, always thought they don't want to do a condo. They want to buy a house because it appreciates more. But look where I live. Many first-timers can't get near the $700,000, $800,000 starter price tag for a home. So people where I have been helping in Southern California and in many other expensive areas in the country, they've been used to doing this. And they have always prepared for the fact that a, a nice condo or townhome was going to be property number one for them. So now the rest of the country has caught up with our coastal unaffordability, inaffordability, non-affordability, whatever stupid high prices. They're starting to see what we've known for decades. The condos are an inexpensive step one going towards your forever home. And they can help you stop paying your rising rents sooner rather than later. And you can actually save up with a nice fixed payment while you're living there in your brand new condo or townhome. And they do appreciate just fine. And they haven't had a stop because everybody wants the American dream. 
yeah, a lot of people buy condos, especially now that people are having uh, kids later in life. Condos and townhomes are very hip places for people to buy, and they'll pay good money for them. Now, on the other hand, what this information could mean for you, if you really have your heart set on buying a home, a house, house prices are going down. Yeah, so if you've been planning for a while and you think that 2023 is your time to get in, don't worry about those prices in November, December that you saw for homes. They're going to be coming down from that uh, if they haven't started coming down already. So either way, 2023 is going to be the year of the first time home buyer. And in future episodes, I'm going to shock you with predictions and forecasts that I've been gathering for the last month or so. Uh, yeah, my family loves the fact that all dad does is sit around and Look at prognostications and predictions for the 2023 real estate market pouring over the data, but that information is coming, and I'm really excited to tell you about it. The sneak peek is uh, we're likely going to see a lowering of interest rates coming, but we're also going to see the continual, just empty, low, low inventory, which means we might not see these low prices for too long. If there's not enough inventory out there and the interest rates suddenly drop, we might have people clamoring again for the same amount of small homes. Could be an interesting 2023. So where does that leave you with a condo townhome or a house? Well, it's a personal one. But the key is you don't have to make the decision based on fear. You don't have to make the decision based on the fact that maybe a condo isn't the right move for you because we're in a falling market. Um, Rather, you can choose the one that is going to best suit your family and your needs moving forward in a predetermined, calculated strategy with the entire goal being you want to stop renting as soon as possible and start your life as a homeowner where you have a billion more options. So if you want to make the move soon and you are considering condos, make sure that you have a solid team behind you. Talk to your uh, unicorn lender and your unicorn realtor because there's lots of things with buying a condo that can get kind of funky. You've got complex owner occupancy regulation. You have reserves in the HOA fund. Uh, you have to check and make sure that the accounts and all the reserves of the, of the entire complex are up to date. And you have to check for the FHA qualifications of the complex if you're looking on using a lower down payment FHA loan. Wait, what? What? I, I know. What did I just say? I know. I know. If you're listening right now, uh, and you got me in your ear holes, you're probably freaking out because I did the entire show about condos and all of a sudden I throw out all these complex terms that I hadn't mentioned anything about before. What the hell am I doing? Well, if you're new to the show, welcome. Well, I look forward to having you is a long time listening how to buy a homie. Now, all the homies know what I'm going to say next about why I just did that. I am not explaining all the details of all those things that I threw out at you and fast forward because it would be irresponsible of me or anybody to try to explain to you how to navigate those particular things when I know for certain that those particular things, items, guidelines, and regulations are going to vary from state to state, province to province, country to con or county to county and city to city, sometimes even complex to complex. The best advice that I can give you is to learn as much as you can, but when it comes to those intense, complex guidelines, you need to have an awesome local team there that is going to be your guide, your trusted Sherpas, the people who know and do this all the time and have been involved in it. And I know that hooking up with a local team works because this revolution to help first-time homebuyers and find the right pros in 
you know, looking for those, those just unique unicorns in your area because there are millions of crappy realtors out there that have cost first-time home buyers untold amounts of dollars and I'm sure tons and tons of massive pain. So share the podcast today. Spread the revolution. Get the word out. Uh, drop a quick review on Apple, on Spotify. Uh, you can make comments on YouTube if you want to. It really helps a lot. Um, and I tell people all the time, if you're on Reddit, talk to everybody in those first-time homebuyer subreddits because a lot of the stuff I see in there is really, really wrong information. And as the market starts to change and the bad realtors get out of it, some of the mm, still kind of bad realtors are going to do whatever they can to stay in the game. You need a strong, professional, experienced unicorn team. If you're looking for more information, howtobuyahome.com, everything is there. Everything is at howtobuyahome.com. Share it, spread it, TikTok, uh, and oh, David Sidoni on Instagram if you want to find me there. And if this is your first podcast and you came here to make your decision, am I going to buy a house or am I going to buy a condo or a townhome? And then uh, you listen to this podcast and you got all the information and now you're going to go out and buy a home this weekend or a condo or a townhome, whichever you decided. If that's what happened, then I have failed at my job. That's right. One podcast and one piece of information, uh, no matter how deftly and just witty and charming and wonderfully it was presented to you by the, you know, adorable host. Uh, listening to one podcast doesn't make you an expert and doesn't mean it's time for you to go out there and find somebody. Listen to more of the episodes in the catalog, or you can just reach out to me directly at howtobuyahome.com and we'll get you in touch with a unicorn and that local team can get you on your way. If you asked a real estate person, What's better for a first-timer, uh, a house or a condo? And they said, oh, uh, it's definitely a house. Or they said, oh, absolutely a condo. That's what I tell everyone. Punch that person in the face and run away from them as soon as possible. There is no way you can definitively give an answer to someone without understanding everything about them and their situation. That takes time. That takes trust. That takes a relationship. So don't make a decision based on one podcast. I have an entire catalog that's there for you. Listen, lead with your brain, not with your heart, but don't let the fear and the emotion stop you from asking questions and starting your plan way earlier than you thought. When should you start your plan? I'm not kidding. 12 months before you're ready to start looking at homes. This will put you in the best situation. More options, the right information, the right path, and the right team. And they're out there for you, and it's less complicated than you think. You can do this.